What? Israel retaliated Russia pummels East Ukrainian town of Adivka in heavy fighting. Scientists looked at nearly what every known amphibian type. They're not doing great. Why countries are choosing to build new cities and places What's going on in the world? Welcome to What's Going On in the World. I'm your host, Tommy Hausman, and I'm here with Sarah Siles. Today is Friday, October 13th. Friday the 13th. Um, it's a good day to start a podcast. So we are going to bring the world news to you in an unbiased, unpoliticized manner. So I thought maybe Sarah could tell us more about what is bias. Bias is a natural inclination for or against an idea, object, group, or individual, which can be influenced by factors like so- socioeconomic status, race, and education. These biases can be either positive and helpful, like making healthy food choices, or negative, often stemming from stereotypes and leading to prejudgments, rash decisions, and even discrimination. Implicit bias, which operates beneath conscious awareness, is particularly concerning. Stereotypes, often rooted in immutable physical characteristics such as gender or ethnicity, contribute to harmful real-world outcomes. These biases, whether acknowledged or not, can influence personal and professional relationships and lead to societal injustices. In addition, these biases, cognitive biases, are repeated patterns of thinking that can lead to inaccurate conclusions. They may expedite decision-making, but can also be prone to errors. Actor-observer bias affects how individuals perceive their actions compared to those of others. Anchoring bias highlights the tendency to rely heavily on initial information, even if it's incorrect. Confirmation bias refers to the brain's habit of seeking and emphasizing information that aligns with pre-existing beliefs. Understanding these biases is crucial in fostering self-awareness, empathy, and ultimately a more inclusive and fair society. So what we're going to try to do is not do any of those things, which is going to be complicated, but we're going to do our best, right? Right. The term politicization refers to the act of making something political in a way that can distort its true meaning or purpose. It has evolved over time from its original, more neutral connotation of raising political awareness and making issues a matter of public concern to its contemporary usage as an accusation against those who introduce political elements into various topics. Politicization can be contentious, as it often hinges on debates about what is objective and factual, as well as assumptions about the existing state of affairs. Accusations of politicization can carry implications about who benefits from the status quo and who perceives change as a threat. In some cases, politicizing issues such as gun violence has been seen as a necessary step in raising awareness and affecting change. It can challenge the notion of an idealized apolitical environment and highlight the need for political action to address deeply rooted problems. The idea of depolitization, which removes the political dimension from issues, can be equally problematic as it may perpetuate the status quo or dismiss issues without addressing them through rational discourse and debate. In essence, politicization 
can be a double-edged sword, representing both an opportunity for change and a source of contention. And now, your world news. There has been long-lasting tension between Israel and Palestine. Reuters has reported that, in the early morning of Saturday, October 7th, Hamas launched a surprise attack that came up from the Gaza Strip. Gunmen from the Gaza Strip went into Israeli towns, destroyed them, and killed over 250 people. Israel's security and intelligence system ultimately failed because they were not prepared for this attack. On Sunday, October 8th, Israel retaliated using an airstrike, killing over 400 people in Gaza. Israel has warned Palestinians to evacuate the Gaza Strip because they are planning an all-out attack. The United States continues to support Israel. After Hamas launched an attack on Israel, Israel also shelled Lebanon. There is debate about whether Iran was involved in this. While Iran said they supported Palestine's attack, they also said they were not directly involved. Iran did also supply military training and weapons to the Hamas military. Well, that to me sounds like they are absolutely directly involved. Closer to home in Kentucky, Andrew Zhang from Politico reports a surprise move by the United Auto Workers, the UAW, has expanded their historic strike to include thousands of auto workers at Ford Motor Company's most profitable truck plant located in Kentucky. This expansion comes from initial optimism about progress in negotiations between the union and the company. UAW President Sean Fain expressed frustration in a press release, stating it's time for a fair contract at Ford and the rest of the big three. The strike, already affecting numerous facilities and tens of thousands of workers across the country, had initially excluded Ford due to the company's perceived commitment to reaching an agreement. However, the situation has now changed. According to Ford officials, the union requested a meeting which has lasted only minutes and Fain expressed dissatisfaction with the company's proposals, leading to the strike's expansion. This move sends a clear message to other automakers like Stellantis and General Motors that further disruptions could occur if progress isn't made in negotiations with the union. The Kentucky truck plant, Ford's largest facility and one of the world's largest auto factories, is a crucial production site for the company, generating approximately $25 billion in annual revenue. Any disruptions to its operation could have significant ripple effects on suppliers and other Ford facilities. Ford responded to the strike, criticizing the union's decision as grossly irresponsible but unsurprising. The company claimed to have made an offer that would have a meaningful, positive difference in the lives of its 57,000 union employees. Ford also highlighted the serious consequences for workforce, suppliers, dealers, and commercial customers due to the strike. This high-stakes strike has granted the attention of prominent politicians, with several members of Congress visiting striking auto workers in various states. Even President Joe Biden joined a Detroit picket line in a show of solidarity. The strike's economic implications make it a crucial issue, and the situation remains in the spotlight as negotiations continue. The World Food Program says that there is a disaster on top of a disaster. According to Reuters, an earthquake in Afghanistan killed around 2,400 people. Due to the fact that so much aid is going to the Israel-Palestine war, it is making it more difficult to provide aid in the region affected by the earthquake. That is very unfortunate. More news underground. In a recent report, it has been revealed that the urban heat islands created by city streets, sidewalks, and roofs 
are not only affecting surface temperatures but also causing significant underground warming in cities. This phenomenon, known as urban heat islands, can cause temperature differences of up to 6 degrees Fahrenheit during the day and a staggering 22 degrees Fahrenheit at night compared to rural areas. A study focused on downtown Chicago has demonstrated how the underground warming can pose a threat to the very structures responsible for emitting heat. Temperature changes in the ground can lead to expansion and contraction, potentially causing damage to buildings and infrastructure. The research conducted by Alessandro F. Rota Loria, a civil and environmental engineer at Northwestern University, suggests the Chicago's downtown area was slowly deforming due to this underground climate change. While this phenomenon may not immediately endanger human lives, it sheds light on a previously overlooked aspect of climate change's impact. It presents a silent hazard for cities with softer ground, particularly those near water bodies. Structural issues caused by underground climate change could have already occurred, unbeknownst to us. Furthermore, this underground warming affects not only human infrastructures, but also underground ecosystems, subterranean creatures, including worms, snails, insects, crustaceans, and salamanders, are adapted to stable subterranean conditions. Rising temperatures under, underground due to climate change and urban development could disrupt these ecosystems, potentially harming underground quality and microbial activity. The study collected temperature data from various underground locations in Chicago over three years, revealing steady rise in ground temperatures. Some specific locations exhibited temperatures as much as 27 degrees Fahrenheit higher than undisturbed ground. Computer models were used to predict future conditions, indicating potential ground displacements by mid-century that could crack foundations, cause water damage, or tilt buildings. Experts note that the implications of underground hotspots of, on infrastructure have been understudied, but the findings suggest the need for further exploration. As underground temperatures rise, so does the potential for wasted heat energy, which researchers believe could be harnessed to cool the subsurface and save on energy costs. Retrofitting subway tunnels and basements with geothermal technologies to recapture this heat is one potential solution, although it may require substantial upfront investment. In conclusion, this study highlights the hidden consequences of climate change, affecting both the underground environment and urban infrastructure. It emphasizes the need for greater awareness of these issues and potential strategies to mitigate their, their impacts. As the world continues to warm, understanding and addressing underground warming will become increasingly important in maintaining the resilience of our cities and ecosystems. Now to Eastern Europe. Reuters reports that Russia destroyed the town of Adivka in Ukraine last Friday. Battles have picked up again between the two countries three days prior to this attack. The United States continues to support Ukraine. A new global assessment of amphibians has delivered alarming news about the state of these creatures worldwide. The first such assessment in 2004 was a pivotal moment for the field of biology and now, nearly two decades later, the situation has only worsened. The study published in the journal Nature gathered data from over 1,000 scientists worldwide and examined nearly every known amphibian species. The findings are disheartening, with amphibians being declared the planet's most threatened class of vertebrates. Shockingly, 41% of the assessed amphibian species face imminent or long-term extinction, surpassing the percentage of threatened mammals, reptiles, and birds. 
This dire situation is primarily attributed to habitat loss caused by agriculture, logging, and human encroachment, much like in 2004. Additionally, infectious diseases like the chytride fungus continue to pose a significant threat. However, the study's most striking revelation is the rapidly emerging threat of climate change to amphibians. Between 2004 and 2022, climate change accounted for a staggering 39% of species moving closer to extinction compared to just 1% in the two decades prior. Rising global temperatures have led to more frequent and prolonged droughts, changing seasons, and altered precipitation patterns, causing extreme weather events like hurricanes, heat waves, and wildfires. Amphibians, particularly vulnerable to environmental changes, rely on water for reproduction and are cold-blooded, making them highly sensitive to temperature shifts. Amphibians lack protective features like feathers, hair, or scales, leaving them exposed to the elements. Many species have been observed migrating to higher elevations in response to changing temperatures. Salamanders and newts are especially at risk, with the highest concentration of salamander diversity in the southeastern United States. This sobering assessment highlights the urgent need to address the threats facing amphibians, even in regions considered developed. J.J. Apodaca, head of the Amphibian and Reptile Conservancy, emphasizes the importance of saving these creatures, not just in distant places, but in our own backyards. As climate change continues to accelerate, it is our duty to protect these vital components of ecosystems and biodiversity. Yeah, amphibians are uh, the canary in the coal mine for a lot of environmental uh, areas. So if there's something wrong with amphibians, that means there's probably something wrong with that area. So this is um, not good news. In a recent report, Concerns have been raised regarding the increasing construction of new cities in flood-prone areas, despite the escalating climate crisis. The research indicates a significant rise in settlements from small villages to megacities located in regions with a high risk of flooding between 1985 and 2015. The number of settlements facing the highest flood hazard exposure increased by a staggering 122%. Paulo Avner, a senior economist at the World Bank and one of the lead authors of the study, expressed deep concern about this trend. He pointed out that instead of adapting to climate change, many countries are expanding their exposure to floods, which is alarming given the intensifying global flood disasters caused by climate change. The research conducted an analysis of global flood hazard data sets and settlement footprint data spanning three decades to identify the populations most affected by flood risk. It was discovered that urbanization occurred much more rapidly in high hazard flood zones than in low risk areas, resulting in over 11% of built up areas worldwide facing high or very high flood risks by 2015. Notably, coastal flooding vulnerability is increasing at the fastest rate. The study revealed that flood risks are substantial across all regions and income groups, with East Asia and the Pacific facing the highest exposure, and North America and Sub-Saharan Africa the lowest. The report also highlighted that upper-middle-income countries, driven primarily by China's rapid urbanization, had the largest proportion of new settlements and high-flood hazard zones. In contrast, higher-income countries such as Japan, the U.S., and the Netherlands already had settlements in high-risk areas and had to invest significantly in flood protection measures. 
Various factors contribute to the trend of building in flood zones, with scarcity being a major driver. Safer land has already been developed, forcing new construction into floodplains and other vulnerable areas. Economic opportunities such as port cities, beachfront communities, and tourist areas often outweigh the perceived disaster risk. Lack of flood data, poor urban planning, and weak regulation are additional factors. The report's recommendations for policymakers and planners include investing in disaster preparedness, early warning systems, and evacuation plans in high-risk flood areas, as well as revising land use plans and building codes in areas where flood risk is growing. The study underscores the growing concern of building new cities in flood-prone regions, emphasizing the need for proactive measures to mitigate the risks posed by climate change induced to flooding. More on climate change. Rising ocean temperatures due to climate change are causing catastrophic consequences for marine and freshwater life, turning bodies of water into lethal hot tubs. Sensor buoys off the coast of Florida recently recorded temperatures exceeding 100 degrees Fahrenheit, reminiscent of a hot tub's average temperature. This alarming phenomenon has had devastating effects on aquatic This alarming phenomenon has had devastating effects on aquatic ecosystems, with over 150 pig river dolphins dying in Brazil's Lake Tefei in the Amazonas state. The water temperature in Lake Tefei reached a scorching 102 degrees Fahrenheit, a staggering 59 degrees higher than the average for any water body in the Amazon. The rising temperatures have led to a significant drop in water levels. As temperatures climb, Dissolved oxygen levels decrease, resulting in a situation where the river dolphins essentially suffocate. The severity of this event has left scientists and conservationists stunned, as such a mass die-off of river dolphins is unprecedented in the region. Researchers are now investigating whether biotoxins or viruses played a role in the dolphins' deaths, but the primary culprit appears to be the rapidly warming water, a chilling consequence of global warming. The heat is so intense that the dolphin carcasses are decomposing at an accelerated rate, making it challenging for scientists to conduct detailed examinations to determine the exact cause of death. This tragic situation underscores the human impact on the environment, with experts warning that if harm befalls the dolphins, humanity may also face dire consequences. Adriana Colosio, a veterinarian from the Humpback Whale Institute, emphasize that human activities are contributing to the crisis and that we must take responsibility for the harm inflicted on these ecosystems. As ocean temperatures continue to rise, the urgency of addressing climate change becomes increasingly clear, as it not only threatens marine life, but also poses risks to human beings as well. In a shocking development, Global temperatures reached a new record high in September, leaving scientists astounded and using phrases like absolutely gobsmackingly bananas to describe the situation. This alarming trend comes after consecutive months of record-breaking heat, with July being the hottest month ever recorded. September 2023 surpassed the previous record that month by an astonishing 0.5 degrees Celsius marking the largest temperature jump ever observed. It was approximately 1.8 degrees Celsius warmer than pre-industrial levels, as confirmed by data sets from European and Japanese scientists. The primary drivers behind this extreme heat are ongoing high levels of carbon dioxide emissions at a rapid shift from La Nina to El Nino, the planet's most significant natural climate phenomenon. La Nina typically lowers global temperatures by storing more heat in the ocean, 
but the switch to El Nino has released ocean heat and driven up temperatures. It is almost certain that 2023 will be the hottest year on record, and 2024 may even exceed that as the full heating impact of El Nino is felt in the year following its onset. Prominent climate scientists expressed their astonishment and concern at the severity of the situation. Zeke Hosfather from the Berkeley Earth Climate Data Project described September's temperatures as absolutely godsmackingly bananas. Others struggled to comprehend how such substantial temperature increase could occur in just one year. These record-breaking temperatures are not limited to global averages. They have also hit individual countries like France, Germany, Poland, and the UK, which experienced its joint hottest September on record. Australia has been particularly hard hit, with maximum temperatures breaking records and rainfall deficits leading to concerns about drought and brutal summers. While human-induced global warming and El Nino are the primary culprits behind these record temperatures, other factors may be contributing in sm to small increases. And these include changes in the 11-year solar cycle, reductions in sun-blocking sulfur emissions from shipping and industry, and volcanic eruption in Tagna that release substantial water vapor, which traps heat. Scientists have long warned of increasingly severe weather impacts due to climate change, and the events of 2023 underscore the urgency of taking meaningful climate action. The need to reduce fossil fuel consumption to zero is emphasized as the critical step to mitigate the growing climate crisis. The scientists warn that unless there is a dramatic increase in climate action, the exceptional events of 2023 could become the norm within a decade. Thank you for joining us for our first episode. Tune in next week for more world news on what's, what's going, going on, on in the, the world. world. What? Israel Scientists looked at nearly what every known amphibian type. They're not doing great. Why countries are choosing to build new cities in places high risk of worsening? What's going on in the world?